goes Foles. Foles steps up. He is looking. He is going deep and alone. And into the touchdown is Jeffrey. Takes the step, backs up, looks down the middle, throws down the middle, catch by Amendola, turns to the outside, dives to the end zone, touchdown, Patriots! Tom, how would you describe that catch by Danny Amendola? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. <laughs> he always does that. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Oh, who's ready for the Super Bowl, folks? Wow. We are one week away. One week away from the big game. Patriots and Eagles. Nick by God falls 352 yards and three touchdowns to spank the Vikings and the Patriots. Well, they do what they do. They make fourth quarter comebacks and Tom Brady's off to another championship game. This is TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. And you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, across the TSN radio network. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app, and the TSN1050.ca show page. And we tweet out the links on Twitter as well. Huge show today. It's Pro Bowl week. We're waiting for the Super Bowl, but we got a big one. Canadian tight end for the Seattle Seahawks, Luke Wilson will join us in about a half hour time, and I want to get in depth with Luke about the mindset of a player going into this week. And he has a unique ability, I think, to be able to to go into it two ways. One of okay, the first time you get there, what is this week like? Is family and friends bugging you? The the glitz and glamour of the Super Bowl, you have that extra week to think about it. And then the other side, when you're going back, you've done it all once. You're a champ. You're going back. How how does that differ mentally? So we'll get into that with Luke Wilson. And, hey, it's one of my favorite time of the year. Draft season is also upon us. The Senior Bowl goes Saturday. NFL draft prospects, stocks are rising. They're falling. So I go to one of the best in the business, Rob Rang, CBS Sports, NFLDraftScout.com. Chatted with him a little bit earlier today about the quarterbacks. Coming into last year, it was just wait for the 2018 class of quarterbacks. It's a good one. Is it great? What should we expect? I'll get into the, all that with Rob Rang and also some of the other position groups to watch at the Senior Bowl and heading into the draft. The Pro Bowls this weekend, lot to get to. Producer Mike Skrizniak. Skrizzy. Hello. How's it going, man? How would you like those conference championships? Um, the first one was good. The uh, Yeah, the Pats and Jaguars, we called it. The, oh, yeah. uh, the, the Jaguars weren't going to get smoked. They covered the spread. Covered the spread. You would have won some money if you listened to us last week on TSN 4 Downs. Absolutely. Uh, great game. Uh, the second one, though, not as, not, not as close. After the first quarter. First quarter, tied at the seven. First, the first drive. Yeah. You think, all right, hey, we're going to have a game. Then 17 unanswered points and, well... That was it. Well, 38 on answer points, actually. It, well, it, it, in the second quarter halftime, you think, maybe the Vikings can come back again. Maybe, no. 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 It wasn't even close. I'm surprised on how how Nick Foles was able to pick apart that defense. Oh. You, you know what? Here's the stat that I heard. The last team to throw for over 350 yards against that Vikings defense was Nick Foles. Oh, my. Can you believe that? That's going from two, 2013, man. So the last team to throw, the last quarterback to go for over 350 yards was Nick Foles. 
with the Eagles. Well, where was that stat last week, Andy, when I bet on the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> no one brought it up until he actually did it. Oh, no. Can you believe that? No, I can't. Man. And I was, at, I was hosting an event for TSN 1050 down at Real Sports. That looked fun, by the last way. Last week. Dude. That was a lot of fun. I was able, I was doing the hits, but then I was emceeing a, a, a VIP uh, a MLSE party there. I got to judge a chicken wing eating contest. Ooh. A big dude named Warren dominated, and then he stood on the table after. I'm like, Warren's going through this table. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. But I got to do that trivia contest. It was tons of fun, and most importantly, I got fed very well. So yeah, it was, it was you're good a skinny food. little guy. You only eat, what, four times a week? <laughs> I saved it up for this one. There you go. It was, it was <laughs> really good. That's right. <laughs> it was really good. But that Pats game, it was funny though, Chris. Watching it, and the Jaguars are up, right? And, and and people at the party were saying, "Oh, the Jags got it." And I said, "Just just wait for it." It's like, no, no, no but just wait for it. I thought when Miles Jack forced that fumble. Oh. From, was it Amendola when he ripped it out of him? Ripped it off, yeah. Or was it Deion Lewis? I forget um, who it was. It might have been Lewis. Anyways. Might have been Lewis. So he gets the ball, and you're thinking, or they have a 10-point lead, and they have good field position. All they got to do now is go kick a field goal. Go do it. And they don't. They have to, It's a three and out. They punt, and you're just thinking, Brady has this. He, that was like, that's what he does. Exactly. If you leave him within striking distance, they outscored the Jags 14-3 to in that fourth quarter. You gave him a chance. You cannot have the ball in Tom Brady's hands as the last option in that game. Because what happened was, then it was the biggest fear for the Jaguars that we brought up on this show last week. I said, if you expect Blake Bortles, if you need Blake Bortles to lead a fourth quarter drive to win, you're done. And they were done. I don't want to rip on Bortles too much because that's honestly one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Especially that first half. He did. He. I, I think what we've seen is the... The ceiling for Blake Bortles about uh, of what he can do for a good quarterback, uh, as as far as he, quarterback play. He's Mark Sanchez 2.0. He threw for more yards than Brady, three more yards. He didn't turn the ball. What did we say we wanted out of Blake Bortles? Don't turn the ball over, be efficient, and don't cost your team the game. He did all those things. The problem is he cannot win you a game. Very much like Tyrod Taylor with the Buffalo Bills. He, he can keep a lead. He cannot retake a lead. He cannot... Come back, and for the Jags, whose window as a championship competitor has burst wide open with that defense and running game, if I'm the Jags, I'm going out and I'm trying to readdress that quarterback position real quick because you got Bortles for another year. They picked up his fifth year option, so you have him as you can put him as a backup. Do you go out and trade for an Alex Smith? Do you break the bank and say Kirk Cousins, come do it? Could Kirk Cousins I don't have know let if that you come can back. sign Kirk Cousins, though. He's gonna be re- they have a lot of money spent on that defensive they side do. of the ball. And that's why they got to where they did. So what else do you do? You're not in the typical Jags position to draft a quarterback high. Or what I, the mock draft that I saw, and I think it was NFL.com, okay. Lamar Jackson at 28. <whistles> Could be something there. Here's And you know what? As the uh, Over the next couple of weeks, we'll get into to more draft talk. I'm hearing with Lamar Jackson... Teams are going to be working him out as a quarterback and a receiver. Oh, God. They're going to try well, to convert prior. him. Yeah. I don't... Here's, here's the thing with Lamar Jackson. I'm going very much in the sense that he's a guy maybe that can come in and wow you for part of a season. If I'm a championship team, I'm not trusting my, my, my Super Bowl aspirations to Lamar Jackson. He's a skinnier Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson had better quarterback skills. And we saw what happened to RG4. Mm. 
Too soon. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Texans fans. I, if, I, if I'm the Jags, uh, here, I, I'm, I'm going to try to address the quarterback position in the offseason via free agency or trade. And we'll get to that in the last segment. I got the list of quarterbacks available during free agency, and, and then trade's always a possibility. You Case got, Keenum? You guys, Chris, you <laughs> maybe. How would Case Ugh. Keenum look with that defense? Look what he was able to do with a very, very good Vikings defense. Right? Yeah, no, I just, I, I worry about the Jaguars that this is like, this is the peak year That's for the peak. them. Because if you're going to spend money on a quarterback, you're going to have to take away money from another spot mm-hmm. in that roster. And think of it Fournette, this way too. Fournette's going to want to get paid later. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey's going to want to get paid later. You still got a little bit of time, though. If you, that's they spent why. so much money on Bouye and Clayus Campbell. That's, well, but that's why if you go Tom now, Smith. you don't draft a rookie quarterback. You go get a guy who can win right now. Because, but, but as you said, only, that window. That's what, Alex Smith or Eli Manning? Are they really going to take you over the top? And depends on how you work contracts. Is Kirk Cousins, is it, what about Sam Bradford? I think he's made out of brittle stone. Absolutely. I don't trust he's made Sam out of the Bradford. marble cookie brownie that I just what? had for breakfast. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> How about this? What about a Josh McCowan? Is he much better than Blake Bortles? Josh McCowan got a Jets team that was projected to go 0 and 16, five wins. Yeah, it's coaching though. You know, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles took Jacksonville to ten wins. That, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's true. I honestly just unless you're a top five guy or top eight guy. The rest of the guys are just muddled in the middle, and I don't think an Alex Smith takes the Jaguars to the Super Bowl. What about Teddy Bridgewater? Bit of a wild card. Well, if he stays, right? yeah, we don't same, know about his health yet. Same draft class as Blake Bortles. Right? Interesting. Very interesting. You know what? We'll get into that more in the in the, the last segment, because that quarterback, as interesting as the draft class is, the free agent or trade option for teams, because there's no sure thing in this draft. To me, outside of, and we'll talk about this with Rob Rang in a few minutes, from NFLDraftScout.com down at the Senior Bowl, there's nobody outside of maybe Josh Rosen who can step in right away and play or should. Everybody needs time. And in the NFL, as we know, you don't got a lot of time typically. So that's that's the problem if you're a team looking to contend right now. Want to get to our TSN 4 Downs Twitter poll question. At TSN 4 Downs, TSN the number 4 Downs at AndyMC81. It's our Domino's Canada Twitter poll. It is, what's your MVP performance so far in the NFL playoffs? What's your MVP performance so far in the NFL playoffs? So I put down Brady comeback versus Jags. The Keenum digs Minneapolis miracle touchdown. Foles dominance over Minnesota or other. If you got another one, vote in and, and let us know what it is there. Uh, I'm, I went for Keenum Diggs. The Minneapolis miracle, just because that was so so unexpected and just so sensational. I uh, I really like uh, the one guy's Marcus Mariota vote. I really appreciate that at, moment because pre and I checked to make sure it wasn't you. It was no, it's not. D Fash on Twitter says Mariota touchdown pass to himself. That was phenomenal. Oh, boy, Fash, shout out. <laughs> um, I went with uh, Nick Foles last week against Minnesota because cool. we did not. Andy, no one would have thought no. he's going over for over 300 yards and that they were going to smack Minnie by 30 points. No. So even though the Minnesota Miracle was cool, it was a great play, we'll watch that highlight forever, it didn't really lead to anything. No. Whereas Foles' performance, it could shake up even the offseason because now he might be a trade option for a team looking for a low-end starter, or he can just stay as the best backup in the league. And here's the thing, too. 
with Foles, he's only making seven million bucks, Chris, and he's under contract. <laughs> only seven million. <laughs> but compared to other guys, Case or uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be getting what thirty mil? I know. That's Are you crazy. seeing that much right now? That's do you crazy. see that much of a difference between Foles and Cousins? No. Recency bias coming into effect, obviously, but that's that's a, an, an argument. If I'm the Eagles, though, why the heck would I want to move from Nick Foles? You have the best one-two quarterback punch in football. Why would I want to do that at that price? You have you have Wentz on a rookie contract, and you have Foles at seven million bucks. You have you have two. You have an elite quarterback, a franchise guy, and a top-end backup at a serious bargain. I'm not touch. If I'm the Eagles, I'm not even fielding calls for Nick Foles unless it's a high first-round pick. I agree with you. Um, as much as Foles gets the, the recognition that he's getting this week, we have to give a shout-out to Doug Peterson and oh, that coaching staff. 100%. Like, I know Sean McVay, I believe he, he won Coach of the, the Year this week. It was announced earlier. I'm, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm thinking, like, what the hell? We lost, Nick, uh, we lost Carson Wentz. We were still able to lock mm-hmm. down the one seat, and now we're going to the Super Bowl. With Nick Foles. They lost their left tackle. With the, <laughs> the, like Jason, or oh, Jason yeah. Peters was gone. They, they had to trade for a jive because Sproles got hurt. Like everyone got hurt for the Eagles, and look where they are now. Doug Peterson should it. be getting a lot more praise than he is. Hundred percent, I agree with you. I agree with you from what he's been able to do. And Scriz, it was the free weekend last weekend. Now you can, if you didn't check it out, check out Control V North York Virtual Reality video games, folks. Like this is this is next level. Scriz, I know you and the the girlfriend are going to check that out in the coming weeks. It is it is so cool. Okay, it's near. York University, and what you do is you go, first of all, go to ctrlv.ca, ctrlv.ca, and go to the North York, uh, go to locations, and you can book online uh, for North York there, or you can give them a call, and it's uh, 647-977-9988, 647-977-9988. They got the Brookhaven zombie game where they attack you. You got it, your own personal VR space. You're in your own booth. You're not clanging into people. And you, you're going to have zombies coming at you. You have their Star Wars shooter games. There's mini putt. There's this haunted house virtual reality thing where you just walk through and it is creepy. You have stuff jumping up at you. It's it's crazy. Worth checking out. Trust me on this, okay? you got to. It's great for uh, birthday parties for kids. Heck, birthday parties for adults. Mix up date night. I took my wife there. She loved it. She's not a video game person. It's different. It's she fun. just wanted to shoot you. She did. <laughs> <laughs> the game's over, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can play against. You can play against your girlfriend. You can go guys' night, girls' night out, corporate events. How about that mixing up for the corporate event? Don't go to the same old thing. Go to Control V North York. Easy to get to. It's, uh, just around Downsview. And check them out, ctrlv.ca, and call them 647-977-9988. Check it out. You won't regret it. We're going to take the break. Rob Rang, NFLDraftScout.com from Mobile, Alabama. Senior Bowl NFL Draft Prospects talk coming up on TSN 4 Downs. It's a reverse. Wham! Throws it for the quarterback in Mayfield. Catches a touchdown pass. And goes sprinting down the field. Little Baker Mayfield, NFL Draft is right around the corner. The Senior Bowl on from Mobile, Alabama, Saturday, so this afternoon. And some of the top prospects and the most interesting ones are around the quarterback position. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield down there. And then, of course, everybody outside of that will convene at the 
scouting combine later on in February in Indianapolis. So, friend of show, we chatted with him last year, and I went back. He was in Mobile at the Senior Bowl for the full practice week. It was Rob Rang from NFLDraftScout.com. Here's my conversation from earlier today. Rob, the story of the Senior Bowl has been the quarterbacks. And we'll get to the different prospects because there's lots to dig into at the different position groups. But the quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, the two headliners there at the Senior Bowl practice week. Now, you were down there in person, just got back. Let's begin with Baker Mayfield because there seems to be two conversations that are being had. This guy is the second coming of Johnny Manziel or that is completely not fair and it is something different. Where are you at with Baker Mayfield skill-wise and just as a an NFL prospect? Well, you know, to be completely honest with you, heading into the week of practice, I was not necessarily the biggest of Baker Mayfield fans. I thought that uh, while his success speaks for itself as the Heisman Trophy winner, I didn't know that he had the intangibles I was looking for at the quarterback position. I wouldn't necessarily have used the Johnny Manziel comparison that I know a lot of others have, but... Like I said, I wasn't necessarily so sure that I thought that he could be the face of the franchise for an NFL team. That said, having watched him in person, I am intrigued by the, the intangibles that he brings to the table. It's just the, the way that the coaching staff, the other players of the Senior Bowl, all gravitated towards him. There's no denying that he has that it factor that I think that is important to the quarterback position and his talent level really jumped off the screen. I mean, or I should say that uh, watching it in person, uh, it was really impressed by the way that the ball comes off of his hand, the way that he is able to slide throughout the pocket and even move downfield. There just was no hesitation. When he decided to run, then he ran. And usually you see quarterbacks that kind of struggle making that adjustment from their offense. He played obviously in Oklahoma so very well to coming into the the pro-style offense that he is being taught by the Denver Broncos. So, uh, again, I I think that that, that Baker Mayfield has answered a lot of questions. I think that he deserves all the attention that he is getting right now, and I think that he will not only be a slam-dunk first-round selection, I believe that he can be a successful NFL starting quarterback. Wow. And, yeah, watching it on the NFL Network, I, I loved his anticipation throwing guys open. He was drawing Drew Brees comparisons. Those are always dangerous at somewhat at, at Drew Brees' level, of course. But where do you see him being a fit? Because to me, Rob, just from the size factor, he's under six feet one. I would think he might benefit from somewhere like where Drew Brees plays, in a dome, in a warmer environment. Do you feel it matters where Baker ends up? I do. I think that that's one of the things about this year's quarterback class is, is that I do believe that uh, for these guys to, to be successful, then the majority of them, especially Baker Mayfield, is going to have to go into an offense that's going to cater to his strengths. Uh, you know, he has that anticipation, as you mentioned, and he also has terrific accuracy. And I still believe that that is far and away the single most important uh, attribute that a quarterback has to have. Uh, and and I, th- I saw the vision, um, and he has a, a very snappy, quick release. The ball explodes out yeah. of his hands. I mean, everybody talks about the physical attributes that Wyoming's Josh Allen offers, but no one is in Mobile this year uh, threw the ball with better velocity, better better accuracy than Baker Mayfield. And, and so I do believe that he can be successful on a variety of offenses, but if he is going to be at his 
his best, then I think that it would be in a, in a situation in which he can uh, play in a, perhaps a warmer climate, um, perhaps in a, in a dome, and certainly um, in, a, in a shotgun-based offense is going to uh, just give him a little bit more room to be able to see over the top of those gargantuan offensive and defensive linemen um, and to be able to make those types of throws. Because obviously if he is playing uh, and, and taking snaps from under center, it's going to take him that much longer to, to get back there and be able to see over the top. In conversation with Rob Rang, senior analyst at NFLDraftScout.com and the Sports Exchange. Rob, you mentioned Josh Allen there. And while Baker Mayfield has been uber accurate, the knock on Josh Allen is that he's not. And you look at the stats when it comes to his college numbers, uh, around 57%. And Rob, I wanted to get your, your take on this. How often do you see a quarterback make a drastic improvement when it comes to accuracy percentage, pass completion percentage from college to the pro game? Because from what I've seen quite often, it kind of remains the same. Like it, it seems to be difficult to really improve accuracy exponentially. And if you're under 60% as an NFL quarterback, that's going to be tough to be successful. It's a very good point, and I think that the, the history says that the Josh Allen is not going to be able to uh, to make those those you know significant improvements. I, I will say this: over the three days of practice that I got to watch him, uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, those were the ones that all the NFL scouts were there where they were completely in pads. It's basically out of pads on on Friday's practices. Josh Allen showed improvement each of those three days. And so there is reason for optimism. And then quite frankly, when you look at Wyoming's uh, the, the talent that he had around him, not only at the skilled position players, where he had a couple of players that were drafted a year ago at running back in at wide receiver, as well as at center, uh, then, you know, he lost all of that. And, and you could just see the, the, the lack of depth the Cowboys had. So that was one of the reasons why it was so absolutely critical to see Josh Allen get invited to the senior bowl, to see the improvements that he made. And there was some noticeable changes in his delivery. He is keeping his feet a little bit more staggered. It's opening up his hips. And it, it seems a little bit, um, you know, counter, it seems like a surprise to a lot of people, I, I guess I would say, that, that it's actually in your feet and in the way you move your hips is generally how that quarterbacks become more accurate, not just about their arm or about their head the way that most people would think would be more intuitive that way. But because that he did show some improvement with his feet, I think that you're going to see improved uh, work with his feet all the way up through the combine and through his pro day, then I do believe that there is some reason for optimism that Josh Allen's accuracy will improve as he moves into the NFL. I thought it was interesting, too, because a lot of big-arm quarterbacks can struggle in the red zone because the field is shrunk. I thought Josh Allen, and as the week went on, he was really good in tight, which was, which was interesting considering he's got a lot of velocity on the ball, but it seemed when you were in close in, in that red zone, he was converting, and, and that's got to be a plus. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that it is a plus there. Where he just showed that you know a little bit more of a – of a killer mentality. And he talked yeah. about that heading into the senior bowl, uh, in the, in the opening press conferences, um, where he, uh, he, he was kind of focused in on, on the fact that he had to improve in that area. And that's one of the things that uh, he liked the pressure of this situation. He, he kind of, uh, said that it was kind of akin to, to being a quarterback who has to, uh, you know, who is getting the ball down in the fourth quarter and has to be able to improve. So I think that the, the added scrutiny, the added pressure of, of those red zone opportunities is one of the reasons why Josh Allen was successful, and again, I think it is 
kind of goes to the idea that, that this is a player who is you know, still very raw. I think in an ideal scenario that he would have a year to sit on the sidelines, perhaps even in a place like, like New York City, being able to sit in the bench and, and learn from a great one like Eli Manning, that might be an ideal scenario for him, whereas a player like Baker Mayfield, as we talked about before, might be able to come in and play immediately if he's drafted into a system that caters to his strengths. In conversation with Rob Rang, senior analyst at NFLDraftScout.com. Okay, outside of quarterback, what position group stood out to you? Because there's there were a couple tight ends. There's uh, uh, on the the North team, I believe, uh, uh, Mike Gesecki, um, who had a, for a big man, a lot of shaking in, in the moves there, and, and, and the footwork was real strong. What did you think of that tight end class? You got a sharp eye. Tight end was actually it was the position I was going to talk about as well. I think it's one of the better, uh, better position groups this year. That in the South offensive line hmm. um, were, were the two groups that I think are are the best um, of this year's Senior Bowl. And I, I've been going to Senior Bowl since 2001. Um, and, and to me, and, and those are the two groups that you really want to focus in on if you are a fan who's going to be watching the game on Saturday. Uh, Mike Kiseki is an interesting guy, six five, two hundred and forty pounds. I, I talked to some teams that that also appreciate that shake, as you mentioned. They appreciate the fact that he does accelerate so well. And some clubs view him as a little bit more of a of a big slot receiver. We're seeing more and more of that in today's NFL where you're not asking tight ends to be that, that traditional inline blocker type. You want them for their receiving skills, and Gasecki has that. Uh, so he's definitely a player to keep an eye on. Ian Thomas from Indiana, another Big Ten uh, tight end that, that didn't necessarily get a lot of attention. I mean, still, people People still think about Indiana as being the basketball team. Uh, but, you know, Ian Thomas is a guy that, that also showed some body control, showed soft hands, the ability to pluck the ball outside of his frame. I think both of those guys are, are players that could hear their name called in day two of the draft. And I think they're future NFL starters. Interesting. Uh, Rob, let's catch up again before the draft. Great analysis as always. And, and plug where people can find your great work. Yeah, you can just check all our stuff out at NFLDraftScout.com. And, you know, in the, in the past, we've we've been affiliated with lots of different organizations, but none of them that I'm more proud to work with than the Pro Football Hall of Fame, who we've just partnered up with this year. I look forward to working with them for many years in the future. That's awesome, and a great site, too, to go on there. I've been to Canton myself. That's a, a great time. Rob, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, that was Rob Rang on Twitter, at Rob Rang from NFLDraftScout.com. We'll take the break, and after that, we will be joined by Canadian tight end from the Seattle Seahawks, Luke Wilson. Talk about the Super Bowl, how a player preps for it the first time, and then getting back to it. We are presented by Domino's. Visit Domino's.ca today. Luke Wilson coming up after the break on TSN 4 Downs. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, across the TSN radio network. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs, TSN the number 4 Downs, and at AndyMC81. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app. You can find us, too, on the TSN 1050.ca show page. And, of course, we always tweet out the links to the show at TSN4Downs and at AndyMC81. And folks, we're delivered by Domino's. And of course, Domino's is your spot for the big game or any time, really. You're busy just because whatever. How about this? Large four-topping pizza for $11.99. They have big party platters. You can get pop. You can get bread sides. The buffalo chicken wings, boneless chicken, marbled cookie brownie. Scrizzy, our producer, just had some this morning. He had it with his coffee. 
But you can have it for dessert. You can have it anytime. All you need at dominoes.ca. Still to come in the show, we're going to go through our quarterback free agent and trade option possibilities going into the offseason. Because of the uncertainty, there's a lot of ceiling on this quarterback draft class. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, drop down a little bit, Luke Falk, and uh, Lamar Jackson, of course. And the Senior Bowl goes today. We chatted with Rob Rang in the previous segment. But we'll get into who teams who might either, one, need to win right away, like the Cleveland Browns, or, B, want somebody who can help them get through that window and into the championship level, maybe like the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we'll get into that with a few minutes. Trying to connect with Luke Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Canadian, to join us and go through the, the Super Bowl mindset of what it's like. Been there. He's been there twice. He's won it and then went back. A second time, so we'll see if we can get a hold of Luke Wilson there. Uh, you can also vote on our TSN Four Downs Dominoes Twitter poll at TSN Four Downs. And the question is: So far, this playoffs, and we could have—I hope we do—we could have more moments between the Patriots and the Eagles. Of what's your MVP for performance so far in the NFL playoffs? Your MVP performance so far in the NFL playoffs is it? Brady's comeback versus the Jags. Keenum Diggs' miracle touchdown. And the Minneapolis miracle against the Saints. That was unbelievable. Foles' dominance over Minnesota. Or another. We had a tweet in saying Marcus Mariota throwing the ball to himself. The touchdown pass to himself against the Chiefs. You talk about comebacks. Man. How about that? The, the Titans down and out. And Marcus Mariota became a man in the NFL in the playoffs in that one. Absolutely sensational. So he came back. Is that your vote? So far, the leader in the clubhouse is Keenum Diggs, the miracle touchdown. I went went with that one. That one to me is, it was so, it was unexpected. You did not think Case Keenum was going to out-duel Drew Brees. Like, Like, all year we've been doubting Case Keenum. All year. Rightfully so. He's a journeyman. Small quarterback, didn't do, had a great college career, but hadn't done anything in the pros. And as a third stringer, leading the Vikings and doing what they did and overcoming the Saints, who, to me, their defense and the always high-octane offense with the running game mixed in was as potent as ever. Like, they were primed to win a Super Bowl. And Keenum, he, he stopped that. That whole team with him and Diggs. They stopped that. So I'm going with the Minneapolis Miracle as mine. Second place is Foles, dominance over Minnesota. Who would have 352? And Foles is the last guy to throw for over 350 yards years ago against that Vikings defense. Brady's comeback versus the Jags is in third, and then other is uh, is in final place there. So you can vote at TSN 4Downs at AndyMC81. And how about the Pro Bowl, folks? Okay, like, it's this weekend. I like what they've been trying to do the last couple of years is trying to work back in the skills portion to it. A little razzle-dazzle. Because the game itself, out of all the All-Star games, the Pro Bowl is the least competitive, it's the least interesting, because what's football? Football is hitting. The linemen just stand up, and there's not really any sacks. There's, there's, no, there's not a lot to go to substance-wise in the actual Pro Bowl matchup. There just isn't. But I liked the skills competition part. And maybe you just add to that 
instead of having an actual game. Or what about this? I was thinking about this on the way into the studio today. What if you had it as a competitive flag football game? Then guys can still play. You'd have to mix things up a little bit, of course. But there's not going to be the hitting. You limit the risk of concussions or or serious injury from the sense of contact. And you make it into a kind of a a flag football game because you're already going kind of the gimmicky route on that front, right? Like with the, the, the moving targets, the spinning one, and, and, people, and the quarterbacks trying to, to throw it for points, or the receivers, hey, the one-handed catches, that type of thing. If you add to that, then maybe you make it more interesting because for the NBA All-Star Game, for example, the skills part is exciting. The NHL All-Star Game is exciting on that front. So maybe that's the way you go to make the Pro Bowl more interesting because the game itself... Like, I'll watch it because I'm a football junkie. I was watching the Senior Bowl practices all week on NFL Network. But the game itself, it's just, it's, it's not good. It's not, you, you, can't, you can't really play it like a real football game. And that's where the problem really comes down to, right? You, you can't really get it to that point. So I'm going to say skills, upgrade the skills competition, do more of it. Because I think, especially the younger crowd, you want to get kids more involved, from what I was hearing, it, it tested very well. With the young demographic. What do you think, Chris, as far as the skills competition for the Pro Bowl? I prefer the skills competition over the game. I just think that the guys have more fun doing that type of stuff. Yeah, it's neat. Right? Um, like, I, 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 myself, the, the spinning quarterback where they had to hit the targets, I thought was cool. I like the, uh, the tic-tac-toe with the place kickers. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And you had, uh, and also on the other side, there was like a skills, kind of like an American, America's Got Talent thing, like where Tucker was singing opera uh, Kevin Zeitler for the Browns was doing dog tricks. Like it was like a talent show, which is really weird. Yeah. yeah. But maybe you add stuff like that in. And what did you think about my idea for a flag football game instead? Because it's already not real football. Like yeah. you're already not, you're already not going to hit. So why not make it a little different? Yeah, you're going to put these guys in pads, make them sweat for a game that doesn't mean anything where nobody wants to get injured no. anyway. What, what do linemen do in that game? They stand up, take a step forward. And everyone stops. Absolutely. Right? Um, so make it a flag yeah, game. Yeah, if you're going to do, just do like, yeah, do seven on seven, flag football. Guys would have more fun. They're in shorts and t-shirts yeah. or cutoffs, whatever. And have some fun, fun running around. Yeah, exactly. I like that idea a lot more. Have some fun with it and maybe upgrade on the skills competition. So that's what I think as well. Okay, we're going to uh, step aside after the break. We're going to give a poll update and get into the quarterback free agent and trade options for this offseason. I think this is a fascinating conversation with all the question marks in the draft. We'll get into some of the quarterback draft prospects as well. But we'll talk quarterbacks, what teams need to do what, and who might be the best value and be able to maybe expand their success with a change of scenery. A lot more coming up on TSN 4 Downs. No chance! That's what you got! We're going to give the game of football back to fans. I'm sure everyone has a lot of questions for me, but I also have a lot of questions for you. In fact, we're going to ask a lot of questions and listen to players, coaches. We're going to listen to medical experts, technology executives, members of the media, and anyone else who understands and loves the game of football. Oh my, the XFL coming back. Vincent Kennedy McMahon laying down the law and saying, hey, XFL, he's not done. And he's trying to do it the right way this time. In two years, 2020, XFL coming back and everything is owned, operated, teams, rights, all of it. 
by Vince McMahon himself, sold a bunch of shares in WWE, got $100 bucks, and, well, he's, he's going to try it one more time. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, and across the TSN radio network. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81 on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app, TSN 1050.ca show page, and we tweet out everything. Uh, the links and all that there, too. And, folks, hey, you know what? If you're getting ready for the big game next week, you're watching the Pro Bowl, just dinner out with the guys you want, great food at great price. How about Domino's? Go to Domino's.ca, eleven ninety nine for a large four-topping pizza. Check that out. You can get side dishes. You can get chicken wings. You can get pasta. The pasta to die for. It's phenomenal. Marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check it all out. All the pizza and food options at Domino's.ca. All right. First of all, let's touch on the XFL. There seems to, I, I owe, I'm a pro wrestling fan going way back to when I was seven years old. So I love anything that Vincent Mann does in theory. However, some of the stipulations he's putting in on it seem a little bit problematic. Like anybody with any sort of criminal record is null and void from playing. Uh, you might want to tweak that, Vince, because uh, listen, everybody, most people deserve a second chance. And what are we talking about here? If a guy gets pulled over for what a speeding ticket, does that like what? What are we talking about that that voids you from playing in the XFL? Because if I'm Vince, I want to try to expand that pool as much as possible to get talent, not limit it. Like that's that seems that seems a little counterproductive to me. And he says it's going to be uh, a faster game. Wants to keep it to two hours and not make it as laborious. So to watch. So does that mean shorter quarters? Uh, just ongoing clock. Like, there's a lot of questions to be asked. What do you think, Chris? You excited for the XFL Part Two? Hell no! no. <laughs> Don't give me a hell no! Hell no! I'll, I'll watch it. it. No, I'm not going to watch it. Like, now, it's innovative camera work. That that string on a camera that you see in the NFL now that was from the XFL. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> That's their contribution. Okay. Their contribution was that, and he hate me. Essentially, yeah. So, hey, hey, Tommy Maddox and Tommy, Tommy Maddox. Maddox. I love led, he led Los Angeles to a uh, XFL championship game. And the names, I still have, I'm going to have to break it out, Chris. I still have my Las Vegas Outlaws shirt from the XFL. Really? I do. Las you'll, Vegas you'll Outlaws. You'll keep anything, eh? Once you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how I'm wired, brother. Oh, I, got that, I got that in an NWO shirt from WrestleMania 18. <laughs> that, that's cool. I'll give you that. that. <laughs> but, like, what makes Vince McMahon think it's going to work now? People are starting to watch less of the NFL. People, like... I'm oversaturated with football enough as it is. And you're going to think I'm going to watch football from January till whenever May when there's NBA, NHL, right. NCAA baseball starting on, up. Golf is happening. Like, why would I watch spring training? Well, why would I want to watch a bunch of third and fourth stringers play football? I guess the thing is, typically after the Super Bowl, the appetite is high for football. Yeah, so we I guess, have the NFL draft for that. And that well, that's it. And I, I think for Vince, maybe he's trying to uh, satisfy that need. Now, the problem with the XFL was originally was he was trying to say this is an alternative to the NFL. Incorrect. You did. You 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 don't have anywhere close to the talent level. So hopefully, from his case, he's going to try to change it as like a hey, this is just something different. Check it out. So you're going to have to one take into account player safety, which rules are much more stricter than it was in 2001. Are you going to have lots of gimmicks? Like, like what are you going to try to do? Because if you try to make it too serious, 
then you're just looking at like a a, a, a third tier football league, and that's not interesting to me. Absolutely not. You know, like are these guys going to be better than any CFL players? Like, do they, what's the paycheck going to be? And that that's what, what you have arena, to make a difference. Does the arena football league get ratings? Like, I wish I knew. I I don't know. Like, I, I guess it depends I just, on the market. I just don't understand. And where are you going to put these teams? Are they all going to be in the South? There's going to be eight teams all owned by Vince. He's going to own every team. He's the owner of every team. So he's controlling what? the whole thing. Really? So I don't know. Are you going to put it in markets with NFL teams? Are you going to put it in new markets? How is that going to work? I don't know. Oh, God. Very interesting. So we'll follow along. A couple years till the XFL kicks up. All right, Squiz. I want to get to this free agent quarterback situation here on TSN 4 Down. So here are some of the names you watch for in the quarterback uh, uh, roulette as it comes. Drew Brees. Contract expiring with the Saints, 39 he's years old. He's not going anywhere. I, I don't he's think so either. He's not going anywhere. He's going to retire as a Saint. But he's 39. Who knows? Kirk Cousins. Dude's going to get paid. Does Washington finally give him a long-term contract? Or does he test the market? It seems like he's had enough chance. And for some reason, the Redskins keep finding a reason not to extend him. He's 29 years old. Is he finally going to cash out? Those are kind of the top two. Then you dip. This is where it gets interesting. Sam Bradford, 30, when he played that, what, one and a half weeks, he looked great, but the injury bug came up and bit Sam Bradford. Guy just needs to drink, like, gallons of milk. He's been paid so much money and has done so little. When he's on the field, he can do it. Nothing leads me to think that he can be a starter or should be relied upon for an NFL franchise. High-end backup, sure. Then you got Jay Cutler. An okay year. I categorize this year in Miami, okay is he going back to the broadcast booth? Does he go back to Miami as a backup? Then you go Josh McCowan. What a resurgence with the Jets. But he's 38 years old. Then you really start to dip, Skriz. Drew Stanton, horrible quarterback. Chad Henney, ugh, with Jacksonville. Fitzmagic, in spots. Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick can still deliver. After that, you, get, you got Case Keenum. Is Case Keenum going to cash in? Does he go back to Minnesota? Does he go somewhere else? A large part of the success for the quarterback group in Case Keenum was attributed to Pat Shermer, who's now the head coach of the New York Giants. Case Keenum, to me, reeks of somebody who's going to get paid somewhere else and go back to sucking at 29 years old. like this. Unless he, I'm not too sure about that. He's never succeeded anywhere, Squiz, except under Shermer in this unique situation with the Vikings. Now, if you go back to Minnesota, maybe you can continue it a little bit while you wait to see what you have in Teddy Bridgewater. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. You know? I would Let do that. Let Keenum start the year until you know Bridgewater's 100% healthy and he can win the job back from Keenum. Right, and if he can't, Teddy Bridgewater's another unrestricted free agent. Right now... The Vikings have zero quarterbacks on their roster. I know, but and the, thing, the thing that about the Vikings is they paid so much for oh, Sam Bradford. I know, I know. Was it a first, first round a pick, third, at least a first like round pick to Philly? So, as much as you probably don't want to walk away from Bradford because like you didn't really get anything out of those picks, you can't rely on him. You have two better options. Like yeah. he's on he because of his injury history, he's the third option in that squad. Sure, he is. Let Bradford go somewhere else. You have Keenum, who has chemistry with Diggs and Thielen and those guys. You're going to get Dalvin Cook back. Right. He took you to a championship. You and, still have a great defense. And Bridgewater, the fans in Minnesota still love Bridgewater. They want him to get back there. He's so. only 26. 
Still they, under contract. Exactly. So I think well, he, not under contract. I think you take those two guys. You don't have to pay Case Kim a lot of money. And well, because I think he knows. If you, <laughs> you know what, you might have to. But if you can make it shorter term, and that's where it might go in. Maybe somebody gets stupid and says, "Hey, maybe Jackson was like, hey man." Or you give him like a two-year, twenty million dollar type deal. Could franchise him. How about that case can go for two mil to like seventeen million dollars? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Come on. Like I know twenty eighteen is a little crazy, but that's not. Oh, happening. could you imagine? Uh case get Matt Moore after that, Scott Tolzine. Why he, why are you naming these bums that have no Dude, he got paid more than Teddy Bridgewater. Scott Tolzine. Oh my god. Yeesh. Kellen Clemens, like now we're right off the radar as far. Blaine Gabbert. Oh man. So those are your your quarterback free agent options. Now, on the trade market, Alex Smith, hottest guy on the market, I think. You got Pat Mahomes coming up. All accounts are the Chiefs want to trade for him. Now, their old GM, John Dorsey, who drafted Mahomes and traded for Alex Smith, is with the Browns. Cleveland could definitely use, if you draft a quarterback high in that class, nobody really seems to be ready to step up and take the, the job out of that draft class. And you got Alex Smith coming in for a, a, a trade option? That makes a lot of sense for the Browns. Also makes a lot of sense for the Jags. The Broncos, sure. A lot of sense there, too. So Alex Smith, I think, on the trade market is super hot. Nick Foles, people say in the trade, I don't, I don't know why the Eagles would get rid of him. I don't know. What, seven million bucks? Again, you got the hottest tandem in football at, at bargain basement prices. So uh, we'll track that. Next week, Super Bowl show, baby. And then on, so that'll be Saturday, 11 a.m. Then Sunday, I'll be down at Real Sports for a Super Bowl pregame show at 3.30. So make sure to come down to Real Sports or listen in on TSN 1050 to do that. But next week, 11 a.m. here on the station, we will have our huge Super Bowl special. Thank you so much to our guests. So for producer Mike Skrzniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN Four Downs across the TSN radio network.